What's up, everybody? Nate Lurie back with more of We're the Inspiration. With some dark humor and brutal honesty, we're exploring the absurdity and the normalcy of living with disabilities. Stories are told on this show, and everyone's is different. One by one, we're telling as many as we can while bringing you the most entertaining podcast about disabilities you'll ever hear. This week, we cover new ground on the show, because for the first time, I have someone with me I've never met before. We're doing this in the middle of March, but it's not going to air till April. But a week ago, I got a message from a guy that says, Hey, I host a podcast too. It's about autism because I have autism. And I want to come on your show and talk about it. People know I got a lot of friends with physical disabilities. I don't know a whole lot about autism, but that's no reason to reject somebody. So, Sam Mitchell, thank you for being the inspiration for this week's show, man. As I was listening to a few episodes of your podcast, you're a pretty young guy. Are you still in high school or did you graduate? I'm going to graduate this year. This year. I can't imagine still being in school during COVID times, man. I don't know how people are doing it. I'm Sam's mom. I'm Gina. So thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, Gina just came in the room. So <laughs> I'm here now. Um, I'm a teacher and okay. I am like losing my ever loving mind. And I have lost it since like last March when it happened. So for a year now, we've been on and off. We've been hybrid. We've been virtual. Now we're back in person. And it's the hardest thing ever (laughs) from a teacher's perspective. See, I've had a couple teachers on the show already because specifically the people that used to coach me and things like wheelchair basketball, stuff like that, a lot of them are teachers of people with disabilities. So they're saying the same things to me that you are. I've been teaching for 16 years and I never dreamed that my job would be virtual. That never occurred to me like that would even be possible. So when we were told to have the kids last March take all their stuff home because, and I'm like, oh, this is going to blow over. We're going to be back. And we finished the school year virtual and they told us. You know, like over the weekend, they were like, uh, we're going virtual Monday, so you got to figure out how to do that. Yeah. And we were like, we don't know how to do that, but we sure figured it out really fast. And this is one of those things that has nothing to do with the show per se, but this is something that probably I'm going to leave in because people will be interested in it, you know? It's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting time. <laughs> well, interesting is one word for it at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sucky is another word. <laughs> yeah. Stupid, possibly. Fair enough. Sam, you started your podcast when you were a junior in high school. So what made you want to start a podcast? I'm from Indiana, and there's a big hospital that's two hours from us. It's Indianapolis, and it's a, it's called Riley Hospital. That's where kids are going to go if they're sick, or they're going to go if they have spina bifida, or they're going to die, probably. Well, that's, it's not probably, like... Well, sometimes, sometimes it can be terminal and like very critical situations, but lots of people go for treatment. Yeah. But sometimes they survive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, they offer dance marathons where you do sumo suits, you play cornhole, you dance for 24 hours. It's a blast. Mm -hmm. Never in Indiana. It's a big attraction. I recommend. Mm -hmm. But our school had our first annual one. I saw these people holding microphones and cameras. I went, what are they doing? So I talked to the advisor who's also one of our school board members. He said, join next year. There's a lot of projects in the works. Okay, sure. So didn't know about podcasting really until the next year. Because that's where I found the podcasting. That's where I make the school's podcast, which is Thundercast, along with some others. 
But after a while, I still do it, and I love it, don't get me wrong, but it gets stale. It got to get a little boring. So I thought, you know what? I've learned the talent. I got this kind of gift. Let's see what happens when I do it on my own. And that's where I decided to make Autism Rocks and Rolls. I listened to a few episodes of your podcast. I can't imagine just sitting here for half an hour or however long the episodes are just talking to myself. That said... I've been in radio for about 15 years, so I've been a DJ and stuff like that. That's where you talk to yourself, and it's only like 30 seconds at a time or so, right? So it's always been interesting to me, the people that are able to have stream of consciousness thoughts for that long that they can just keep going for half an hour or whatever, because I'm not one of those people. I always need guests. <laughs> I can answer that. There's a reason why. It's therapy for me. This is therapy. I found something I'm good at, but it's also therapy because I've done through stuff. That's the clean version. And I never told her some of the stuff because mama bear would come out. Her paws would surface the floor. And let's just say, uh, I think she'd be in prison by now. <laughs> if I told her some of the stuff right now. Wow. Cause I never been able to tell her I'm telling listeners to tell these people. I'm just sharing my experiences through an audio microphone. And it's not all him talking the whole time. He does guest. Like you. He also does entertainment ones that are just fun, but. Or analogies. Those are analogies. They all come back to autism. And then he, sometimes he just thinks, you know, two years ago, I really struggled with this. His latest one that he just dropped a couple days ago is about employability. People that are on the spectrum that go to the workforce and really struggle. That's a huge issue in, in America is people on the spectrum are not getting jobs and it's a catastrophe because there's so many skilled people that are on the spectrum and they're being ignored and so he talks about that and so he kind of does a variety of things on this show which is kind of cool i didn't mean to imply all of them were by himself i know i went through the website oh, sure. i only listened to a couple of episodes because you know between doing episodes of my own and the fact that he messaged me a week ago and I might have had time for a few more. It is kind of short notice with oh, somebody yeah. th that you don't know. Totally. You know? <laughs> right. I tried to listen to some of the episodes or parts of some of the episodes that I thought applied to pretty much everyone with disabilities. So I told Sam before he came in the room, a couple of the episodes that I made sure I, I listened to at least part of were the ones about exclusion and inclusion, that kind of thing. Because I think that's universal for people with disabilities. It makes me mad. You know, I'm like, hey, guys, and they're not ignoring me. But and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. He's dealt with a lot of exclusion, especially at school. It's been pretty bad. I'm sure there was bullying going on because I knew about some of it. The exclusion is really what got to Sam. I mean, it was always like, why will they not listen to me? Why will they not give me a chance? Like, why are they just assuming I don't understand or I don't fit in or why aren't they letting me? I saw that really. Yeah, that's why really I really just. That's part of why I don't talk at school half the time. Yeah, school has kind of been hard one. I can understand that. Uh, before we get really into the things about autism that, that I want to cover here, I'm curious how you guys found my podcast. I typed in just because I'm getting on their podcast to promote myself and try to grow it. Mm -hmm. I decided to type in disabled podcasts, like this disability podcast, and one of and yours popped up. Ah, okay. That's smart. 
I actually did the same thing. And well, I didn't say disability podcasts. I just said like, you know, disability forums, disability blogs, things like that. And not a lot came up to tell you the truth. Yeah, not a lot came up, but yours, one, there are two. One of them I got back with me yet, but yours did. Yeah, I don't know the other one you're talking about, but there was one that was started in by people know. in my area before mine started, because mine started in November. And I think by the time mine started, the other one actually stopped. Like, it's still up, but they stopped making new episodes. So... I feel like it's ground that not a lot of people cover, <laughs> which is a good thing for us, you know? Absolutely. Well, and, Brad, oh, yeah. well, and with his podcast, it's evolved to not just autism. He had a young lady on from America's Got Talent. She's deaf. And then he's had other people that have challenges. He had a young man that's an MMA fighter that had Down syndrome. And so it's really evolved into let's find people that are like really breaking down barriers and yeah, you know, literally so. with um, the MMA fighters. Yeah, yeah, they were amazing. I like so that. He's on other ventures. He, he has lots of sponsors now, and just it's I'm just really taken outs. off with a business. So it's cool. Yeah, we, we'll thank him real quickly too. And we'll thank uh, Blue Boy Chocolate Shop, Commercial Service, Perfection Auto Glass. And CPS Tax Service, Donnie Bell's Bill Automotive, and... We're missing somebody. Green County General Hospital. Yep, that's the one. Well, either way, i got to make it clear. They're sponsors of your podcast, not mine. Yeah. They are our sponsors. We got it. I started by saying, I don't know the most about autism, right? So, how did Sam get diagnosed? How did he know first that he had autism? When I was pregnant, I had a really normal pregnancy... And, you know, I was really sick, like for five months, like three times a day sick. When he was born, I had, it was kind of traumatic, had an emergency C-section, but, you know, like those things happen. I want to say that he was kind of, nothing was noticeable until he didn't hit his milestones. He wasn't crawling, he wasn't walking when he should. And then when he started talking at two years old, he said like 10 words And so the speech was really delayed. And then we noticed he would play with his toys, but he wouldn't play with them. He organized them. So when he was one year old, he was taking like all the yellow stuff and putting it in a pile. And then he was taking like all of his, like he had this little plastic food and he was taking all of the stuff with bumps on it and he was putting it in a pile. And it was cool because I was like, oh my God, my kid's a little genius. I'm at what I signed. (laughs) You know, I was like, this is really cool. But then he wasn't playing. Like I was in the education field. So I was like, oh, this isn't quite typical. He hated loud noises. He hated his routine changed. It was very classic textbook autism. And so when we had him evaluated and they said he's, he's probably on the spectrum, I wasn't surprised. But getting the diagnosis was not easy. It's one of those things you envision when you have children, like we're going to like frolly through the park and we're going to, we're going to wear roses and skip (laughs) through the grass. Everything's going to be great. And then for like a few days, I'm like, now what it's, but we quickly got over that and gave him services and learned everything we could about it. And just really always treated him like Sam. I mean, he's Sam with autism, but it is what it is. You being a teacher, though, did that make it easier to get those resources? Yes. 
I'm going to say that it probably did. I, I you think, know the laws too. Yeah, I think for the sheer fact that I knew. Now, if you have a parent that learns and makes the phone calls and is like in the teacher's faces and understands IEPs, that's available to everybody. But I was just in a position where I had other students that had autism mm -hmm. and I had other students that had IEPs and legally I know what they have to do or they could get in a lot of trouble. So I think it was definitely an advantage. I think so. Sounds like an advantage both ways almost because you having a son with autism or on the spectrum must have aided you in teaching your students with autism. Really all my students, okay. um, because all of my students have challenges. All of my students have abilities. And... Yeah, no one's perfect. That's a fake word, honestly. That's why the most <laughs> overused word in the dictionary is perfect. Or normal. We hate the word normal. Or <laughs> normal is very subjective. So is perfect, I suppose, if it exists. Yeah, but... normal doesn't exist either. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Let's tell you how not normal you are. Okay. What do the kids teach you? Well, I teach eighth grade. So the kids, especially right now, are in the TikTok. Okay. And I'm really old. And so they're always like, Mrs. Mitchell, we want to do this TikTok. We want to teach you. And finally, I'm just like, I can't. Like, you don't hurt yourself <laughs> like I do. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You, so, you, and you do. And if but you know I have heard yeah. myself. I have done a dance. And I'm like, why would I even attempt if, this? You know, so. If you know the shoot dance, like doing that ordeal, she's broken her back with that. Not broken my back, but it felt like it. If it makes <laughs> you feel any better... I mean, I have the TikTok app on my phone, but I wouldn't know how to use it. It's kind of becoming a distraction. I literally have kids, eighth graders, standing at my desk, and I am verbally having a conversation with them. And as they're standing there talking to me, they're uh -huh. doing a TikTok. Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you need to stop. Don't do a TikTok while you talk to me. It's like ingrained in their mind. It's scary, insane scary that they're obsessed. That's with why I don't get on. I'm like, mm, uh, <laughs> nope. They're obsessed. I'm 41 years old. So like I went to high school and stuff before, you know, the age of smartphones, stuff like that. I remember having a conversation one time with a friend of mine where we agreed we would only want to go back and revisit our youths or whatever if we could take what we know now, because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, for sure, kids are too reliant on that stuff. Now they don't have to think, right? It's a thinkless society. Like, like Google, all we gotta do now is be like Google it. Yeah. When I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? I don't know. Let's go see what Google thinks. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to know what you think. So we've created a thinkless society. It's, way different than 16 years ago see i always wondered and i didn't think to ask anybody until now well i guess you already answered this that kids are allowed to have their cell phones in class well we don't allow them but they do anyway okay um and they'll sneak it or the big issue now this i is, don't well uh, the high school the high school lets them but middle school at our in our district's a little different well it depends yeah. it depends on the classroom some are more lean some are more like no you don't have them period so you can have it at lunch with us. You can have it in the hallway during fasting period and at lunch, but you can only use for music and games. Yeah. You can't get on social media and I can't anyway. So one thing that's happening in the middle school, what we're combating is they have those wireless ear pods. Yeah. And so some of our boys are literally growing their hair on purpose so that the hair will be over their ears 
oh so that we're gosh. when they're in our class, they will put the AirPods in and we can't see it. Yeah. Are they smart enough or do you catch it still through the hair? Oh, I mean, I catch them, but they still attempt it. But it's crazy how trends come and go. <laughs> yeah, those earpods are small, too. So I could see them trying that at least. But I, but, can't always... I know, but I will say this, and I'm not trying to defend it. I agree with all of you guys. There's one benefit from the phones. You know what it does? It keeps their mouth shut. They are quieter, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but they're quieter in a way that you're not sure they're learning anything, right? So yeah. That's true, but... If one of the goals is like you guys need to keep your mouth shut, you give yeah, them a phone and it's a pacifier. I'm not that kind of teacher though. Like I don't really like a quiet classroom. I oh like, really? Oh yeah. No, I don't like. I want. Well, I'm saying for a teacher who does like quietness. Right. I like talking, and I want. I'm kind of an in-your-face teacher. I would rather them be kind of rambunctious and talking rather than just sitting there. So you want the interaction, but that doesn't happen with cell phones either, really. If they're paying attention to them. No. Huh. It's a different world for sure. It's a much different world. I remember when I was, I think in middle school, they had a ban on backpacks for a while or something like that. I had to keep my books with me. So I put them like under my chair because the times that I've tried to use a locker, I was always late to class just because I had to use the elevator. I had no control over how long that was going to take. I hope they didn't count the target because that would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. No, yeah. I'm serious because if that's the case, oh, I wouldn't have that. I, my best friend's my bit, like I said, and he's late to class, and it's all because of that elevator, but they teachers don't care. <laughs> and rightfully so, man. Yeah, 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 they know. Then. I guess it's nice to know that hasn't changed in schools. I... <laughs> yeah. It's a problem the elevator gets stuck. Yeah. Oh, my friends may only go to class because the elevator's gotten stuck. Oh, that's terrible. I've been stuck in an elevator, but it wasn't at school. I got stuck in an elevator for like two and a half hours once at a gym it was one of these really old ones she's claustrophobic she and because she's claustrophobic it was one of these really old ones where you like have to hold the button down in order for it to go up and down right yeah um and it was so small only like my chair could fit in it and i knew it was going to break down at some point because it was so old (laughs) and it happened to me a couple times Before I started looking for another gym, only because, well, now it's almost impossible with COVID and stuff, but it's very difficult in the first place, even before the past year, to have found a gym where everything is accessible. Yeah, it is hard to find. For our school, it it does very well with special needs. That's why I go there. They, yeah, we've got a spectacular special education department in all three buildings. They're phenomenal. See, this is where it kind of separates physical disabilities with developmental ones because if i were still in school my needs would probably differ from yours sam oh yeah my, I, I but i can relate to my friend like i said he has physical disabilities he right. can't walk he's been wheelchair bound for his entire life, entire life so they accommodate him pretty darn well if i say it. he goes to school and he's happy there and he smiles uh-huh. so you can't really complain what about the accommodations for you though oh they're good for me i can't complain about that either I get so, tests ready me if I need to, extra time on quizzes, get an extra day if I need it. I'm good, you know? Yeah, over the years, we've built things in. Like, I knew, like, legally what we could build in. It wasn't just me. He's had fabulous teachers. But we realized when you give Sam a pencil and you say, hey, write a story, it's not going to happen. Like, uh, it's, like a, it's like a processing issue. But if you give him a laptop, 
and you say type of story it's a difference of an f paper well, and i can a write paper. better than i can i mean once was able yeah. to hey as really? a matter of fact but we yeah. wrote but we wrote that in the iep yeah. that if it's more than a paragraph he uses a computer yeah but i do enjoy like to write i am a creative writer yeah writing's cool what kind of things do you like to write about though well it all depends like it has to be basic like for example not like what do you think of this COVID-19 vaccine? Blech. Barf. <laughs> Ask me something like, if the world is ending, what would it be the things you pack? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I pack blah, 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 blah. So he's like a very out-of-the-box thinker, for sure. So it's kind of more based on sensationalism. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a good way to put it. Well, it's the first thing I thought of. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, though. Now, I've come across a couple of people in my life that I found out randomly have the same thing I think you do, which is Asperger's. Yep. One of the things that I heard through your podcast about that was the notion that you can't really read social cues from people. Right. So if you know that you can't read social cues, why can't something be done about that? Interesting. That's a good question. Yeah, good question. I think it all depends on them, you know. You need to give us the chance and let us in. Well, I think what he's asking you is if you're aware of it, if you know, oh. like, like, do you think that that is fixable? Do you think it should be fixed? Oh, it, it should be fixed. But how do you do that? By people, by telling the world that we they need to let us in and giving us the chance. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say that's not valid, but here's the thing. If you know that you can't read social cues, how do you know it's on other people? You know, I'm not placing blame anywhere. No, I no, I actually no, get I where you're a, going. I think it's a really good question. Yeah. That's a good point. I get where you're going with this now. I don't read social cues. I don't. But at least we're trying. At least we're not hiding in a ball. Not hiding in a little hamster wheel. Being scared. Because I understand what you mean. He is better. Yeah. Um, and as time has gone on, just being exposed to things and us... Taking me to camps. Yeah, and like teaching him. Whereas you have a person that's not on the spectrum, they don't need to be taught. That's instinctive. You have to remember, autism is a neurological disorder, even if you wanted to call it a disorder, but it is 100% neurological. Really, even if somebody is aware of it, it still doesn't control what their brain's going to do. That's true. But there's definitely like things you can do to help them function in society better with social cues. Cause that's sometimes you have to have that. If you're working, you're at a job and your boss is like angry with you, you need to know <laughs> that this is the body language that's happening. But I mean, he's aware, but mm. it's brain wiring. And that takes a lot to change sometimes. Right. So theoretically it would be easier for, as he said, other people to be aware of it and they kind of adapt to it. You can't really adapt to having a neurological disorder or whatever word you want to use. But what are some of the things that people that are not on the spectrum can do to sort of adapt to people like Sam? Oh, okay. I'm going to take over that. I want to take over this one. Sure. I think they need to give us a chance and let us in, like I said earlier. Sure. But they need to learn why we don't understand social cues. 
I'll tell you why. I think personally, it's because to me, socializing is a lot challenging, but to me, socializing is the same. Anger is the same as happiness. Happiness is the same as anger. Yeah, that's a good, it blends. I mean. Yeah, it blends 24 um, seven. I mean, I've sometimes I wish I was like, hey, not like, hey, or like yell it out, let's, let's say it, you know? Well, it's just that abstract between the lines thinking that people that are on the spectrum are very black and white. It's either mm -hmm. this or this. And then when you get in the gray area, they typically don't really want to deal. I with, don't deal. That's the way gray area. I mean, it's just, it is, or it is. There was something that happened one time. I cannot remember exactly what it was, but. Grocery shopping. That kind of happened. Well, recently. yeah, that was recent, but I was thinking of a time that there was somebody said something to Sam and it was very, to someone not on the spectrum, it was like kind of commonplace where we would have figured it out really quickly. But he like worried about it all day. And he came home and said, mom, you know, this person did this. They said this. And I couldn't tell if they were mad. And when he told me what happened, I knew immediately they were not mad. They were nothing. Like they were just telling him something. But that just didn't, he, he did not process that. And so... I had to explain, well, because she did this and because she did this, this shows that she's this. I mean, he has to have that. I have to deal with the yes, ma'ams. A little English there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's what they, they teach us <laughs> So, and this is for me as well as my audience. What you're basically saying is that, Sam, if you knew me and like you saw me very angry or very happy, you'd be able to tell those things but like if i were just sort of angry or like sort of happy you wouldn't be able to tell correct okay he's like better. if you were, if you were frustrated or disappointed i wouldn't be able to tell like are you frustrated are you disappointed are you mad are you just having a bad day i mean what's the story here it's just taken a lot of years to get him to where he is you know he's been receptive to things but it's taken a lot of teaching no. He's pretty good now. He, he can tell most of the time, I think. But so far, he seems fine to me. I don't know. <laughs> Not that I'm, you know, really happy or really angry right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds to me like at least what Sam could benefit from is if someone at school or wherever were having a bad day, just explain to Sam why they're having a bad day if you talk like hey you know i'm sorry i came off kind of rude you know i'm just had a really rough day this happened blah blah or like you know this kind of briefly happened no, don't get like your whole story or a whole sob story if you don't want to you can if you want to but you know this happened can we just not talk can we just go along the day maybe talk later i mean i need to cool off a little bit right now he needs clarification but I need clarification sometimes too. Like, I don't, sure. I don't really feel like Sam is, is he different? Yeah. But I mean, different than what? Yeah. It's Dif oh, sorry. different. No, it's okay. It's just different than he's different than every single person on this planet. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the autism. It's kind of funny too. Cause when I write, I can write long, but when I talk, I just get straight to the point. Mm. Yeah. Creative writing. This might be off base. I'm not sure, but I think <laughs> I think that might be the difference between like having the words already on the page and you can keep thinking about them, or you can just sort of in your own mind only have so much to think about if they're not written out. 
Yeah, like the grocery thing. Oh, that was tough. I'm still doing it my yeah, way. We are. So we still have not figured this out. So Sam, he's going to go to college next year, but he's going to stay home because we have a basement and we put him in a little kitchenette and he has a bathroom and you know, he can like live down here, which is going to be really good for like a year. And then yesterday I had him make a grocery Today's list Sunday, and he had two recipes that he wanted to like try. And so he wrote down ingredients on that paper and he said, the rest of the stuff, I'll just get when I see it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So he goes into the grocery store before me. And then like, he's gone. I don't know where he is. And I'm like, why is he not starting here and like going through the aisles and looking at his list and like getting things that he needs? I told him, I was like, what are you doing? And he said, I want to get this stuff on my list first. Then I'll go back and do the regular grocery shopping. And I'm like, buddy, we cannot stay here for three hours. <laughs> His brain, he was like, it's too much. He was not trying to be a turd. Like at first I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. And so he did, he got what he needed, but it was almost like in that order. Like he wrote down cheese and like lettuce and this and this. And they're on all different corners of the store. And I was like, no, that's not how we grocery Who shop. Who cares how we grocery shop? I'm grocery shopping. I'm not doing it. Period. <laughs> See? <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. So we haven't figured it out yet. We're going to have to come to like a compromise and figure out a way where you can like keep everything straight in your mind. And we need to be a little bit more efficient. If we can do those two things, so I'd get my stuff on the list first. Though. That's the only way I'm going to do it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's an example of him having to have everything compartmentalized in his mind, and that's hard sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. So you mentioned college. Where are you going to go, Sam? Ivy Tech, and then transfer to Vincennes for media or tourism or entrepreneurship. Maybe combine media and entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, I... tourism is always in the background but it doesn't make money or not a whole lot i don't know you never know though like i guess it's different in every school but it seems like those three things are very general things to kind of major in but i don't know (laughs) well if he did all three because right now he owns his business and it's media and it's entrepreneurship okay the podcast is the center And then he has all of these branches, like he does public speaking, he sells merchandise. Oh, I want to public speak. Yeah, he's not done a whole lot of it, but it's definitely there. And he does the sponsorships and is kind of on a mission. And he really likes challenging himself and figuring out ways to make money. And it just kind of falls into the category of entrepreneurship, which is really cool. It sounds like he's built a brand for himself, kind of. And that's also kind of what I'm doing with this podcast, you know, but yeah, this is my awesome. place, my island. <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to jump off. I've got some things to do. Thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. I just kind of like spurred that on you. So no, you. no, it's fine. Actually, all I was going to do was have both of you maybe just talk a little bit more about the podcast that he sure. does. We can do that real quickly, actually. You can find me on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, YouTube, LinkedIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Basically on all the major platforms. And then, oh, we're doing a silent auction that where we're doing items and you can donate those items if you wish. And I'm also making a business networking. 
speed networking event in the future. I don't know when yet, but if you want the date, hit me up and we'll talk about it. And what's the website? www.autismrocksandrolls.com. The website is autismrocksandrolls.com. The people are Sam and Gina Mitchell. I just met them, but they're good people. I think I made some friends. I'm going to check in with Sam again, maybe when he goes to college, maybe sooner. But for now, I want to thank him for contacting me and for being the inspiration for this week's show. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and join our Discord server. Links to those are going to be in the description when I put the show up. And until next week, this is Nate Lurie saying, you don't always have to do a lot to inspire others.